0: Lord God we praise you that you reign over all. We pray that you would help us to see King Jesus in all his glory. We pray this in his precious name. Amen. A few weeks back Chris Avalon's was full of talk he was making great boasts about how he would be victorious he was sure that he was going to win uh, and insulted his opponent his fans, the media and just about everyone else who wasn't on his side but that was at the way in through the week By the Saturday night at about 11 o'clock, his talk was meaningless. His claims uh, were just empty boasts. You see, he talked a good fight, but his boxing wasn't good enough to beat Carl Frampton. I'm sure you've heard the saying, actions speak louder than words. And what it says is that uh, what you do uh, can speak louder than the words that you say. Your actions uh, can tell someone a lot about who you are or uh, what you're like. uh, Louder and clearer than your words ever were. What you say uh, is drowned out by your actions. And we're used to this all the time. Imagine that you're driving along and uh, someone turns on a blue flashing light and they point to tell you to pull over and they produce the pad to uh, issue a fixed penalty notice. You don't need them to say who they are. You don't need them to say, I'm a, a police officer. You know by their action. Or if you meet someone in the hospital who wears a uniform and gives you an injection and sticks the thermometer in your ear, then they're obviously a nurse. Their actions speak loudly, telling you who they are. We find something similar in our gospel reading this morning. You see, normally whenever we uh, look at the Gospels, we listen to what Jesus says. If he uh, tells a parable, or if he teaches something, or if he rebukes uh, somebody. But in our reading this morning, I wonder if you noticed it when we were uh, reading it together. Jesus doesn't speak, he utters no words. Now it isn't a silent movie because lots of other people are saying lots of other things. But Jesus lets his actions speak louder than words. (coughs) Jesus lets his actions proclaim who he is. It might be useful if you have it open in front of you at page 103 in our Bibles. And in verse 12, the, the first verse that we read this morning, that we find ourselves in the middle of a time sequence. You see the first words there, verse 12, the next day. So what happens here is connected to what happened the previous day. Otherwise, John wouldn't tell us that. And if you look back a page to the start of chapter 12, Uh, You see that uh, Jesus had been in the home of Lazarus. The home of uh, Mary and Martha. And Mary had anointed him with the costly perfume. And now uh, with the smell of that perfume still um, clinging to him. Jesus is coming to Jerusalem. News of his coming Comes before him, as we see in verses 17 and 18. Jesus doesn't have to speak because his actions speak for him, and the crowd testify to what he has done. Verse 17. So the crowd that had been with him when he called Lazarus out of the tomb and raised him from the dead continued to testify. It was also because they heard that he had performed this sign that the crowd went out to meet him. This sign that they're telling about shows his power. By going up to a tomb, by telling Lazarus, the man inside, to come out, Jesus shows his power. The crowd that had been there watching at that day as Jesus called Lazarus from the tomb, they go into the city and they share the news so that the crowd who were already in the city go out to meet him. Wouldn't you want to know someone who can raise the dead? Wouldn't you want to know someone who has the power To change circumstances, Jesus has life over, sorry, has power over life and death. The sign shows his power, and the crowd want to welcome him. They want to get in on this. So they take palm branches and they go out to meet him. So that in verse 13 there are palms and praises as the crowds shout out, Hosanna! Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord, the King of Israel. As they welcome Jesus, they open their scriptures. They shout out one of the verses from our psalm this morning, Psalm 118. They rejoice that the king is coming. Not with his own power. But on the authority of God. You see they say blessed is the one who comes. In the name of the Lord. His power. His authority come from God. Jesus has been sent by the father. And that means he can raise the dead. His power And authority flow from heaven. The crowd begins to realise and recognise that Jesus is God's king. And Jesus confirms it by acting out a verse of scripture. He doesn't say anything. But his actions speak louder than words. As the scripture confirms his position. Verse 14, Jesus found a young donkey and sat on it. Have you ever had one of those experiences where something happens and and you just kind of go with it and it's only later that you realise the significance of what was happening. Uh, One time a, a few years ago when we Uh, lived in Belfast, I was getting work done on a car. So I took it to the dealership and uh, the man who was dealing with me, giving the quotation and uh, talking through the work, uh, he introduced himself as Graham. So when I would ring up, I'd say, it's Graham there. And when I called in, talked to Graham. And that was fine. We chatted away, we got the work done But when I was in the place, I noticed that all the staff seemed to be slightly afraid of him and very respectful towards him. It was only the next time that I realised that Graham was Mr. Phillips, who owned the um, Volkswagen dealership in Lisper. This was the big boss man that I was speaking to, and I was just Graham this and Graham that and Graham the other. And I didn't realize at the time, I just kind of went with it. He told me his name was Graham, so that's fine. The next time I went in, it was, hello, Mr. Phillips. Because I realized the significance of who he was. That's like the disciples here. You see, they're with Jesus. They've been with Jesus. But verse 16 that lets us in on a secret. John, as he writes down his memories, his eyewitness account, John looks back and writes these words, maybe with a smile, maybe with a red face. Verse 16. His disciples did not understand these things at first. But when Jesus was glorified, then they remembered that these things had been written of him and had been done to him. Jesus got a donkey, and they maybe thought, "Well, that's a bit odd he—you know—is he tired? Does he not want to walk? Does he need to sit down?" It was only later that they realised why. After Jesus is crucified and is risen again. Then they remember and they realise the significance. You see, Jesus deliberately found a young donkey. Because, verse 15, as it is written, Do not be afraid, daughter of Zion. Look, your king is coming, sitting on a donkey's colt. The crowds had welcomed Jesus with a scripture Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And Jesus answers with the scripture as well, in a wordless witness through his actions. That verse about the king coming on a donkey is from Zechariah chapter 9 and verse 9. When Zechariah was writing, the people of Israel were still in exile. Daniel, who we uh, looked at a couple of years ago, he was still knocking around in Babylon when Zechariah brings God's word about the future. Even though there are loads of enemies all around, God promises to send a king who will end war and bring peace. A humble king riding on a donkey. Jesus knows the promise of Zechariah 9. It's written about him. So when the crowd shout that he is the coming king. Jesus without even speaking. Confirms their verdict. Jesus in his actions. Shouts out loud and clear yes. I am the King. The sign shows his power, and the scriptures confirm his position. Imagine you were there that day. The first Palm Sunday must have been a noisy day. The crowds are excited to welcome Jesus into Jerusalem. They shout out their praises to the king. The Pharisees watch in dismay. The whole world has gone after him. They cry. The noise is deafening all around. But right at the centre is a man on a donkey. His actions speak louder than any words. The sign shows his power. And the scriptures confirm his position. Jesus is God's king. Jesus is the promised king. A few days later. When the crowds shout out a different message. As they cry crucify. Jesus is still the promised king. What about us? Jesus demonstrates in his words. And in his deeds. That he is the king. That he is the one Who has power over death. That he is the one who brings peace. As he rides on in majesty. As he goes to the cross. To give his life for you and for me. Will you welcome him. As your king. Will you stick with him whenever the whole world goes against him? This morning in our reading, Jesus is silent. He doesn't speak. Each night this week, though, we'll be listening to his words, his prose words The words spoken on the cross. Words of forgiveness and comfort and assurance and cost and victory. Please do come and join with us as we rejoice in our King. As we hear what it is he says to us through his life and his death. Will you make Jesus your king today will you join at your voice to praise him blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord let's pray Heavenly Father, we praise you for Jesus, our King. We pray that you would help us to submit to his rule. That we would obey his command. That we would worship and praise him. Because he is worthy. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.